Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows. All you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride. Cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask. Say the word and I'll be there. Just ask. You know the greatest things in life. I'll come in a pair They say hindsight's 2020, But that ain't far enough behind me So if you want the sweetest honey I think hindsight's 1990 There's no need to pretend I got a hand I can land Cause when you really need a friend Just ask Shit 90 shows taught me Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jessica, I just finished sharpening my knives and staring at my glass case uh, that's empty for the last nine hours, and I'm ready to uh talk skating with you are you going to fill your glass case with an olympic medal and if so what are you getting an olympic medal in um just like hey i'm getting my olympic medal in snarkiness that tracks actually very much so yeah (laughs) that's the only the only thing that i could possibly win so that's Mm -hmm. what i'm sticking with it's olympic season so we had to cover a sports movie, especially because it's the Winter Olympics. And so ice skating is like big, sorry, not even ice skating, figure skating. I so I'm sorry. You all know I'm not a sports person, but I'm going to do my best. And to help us along the way, because Sarah and I certainly can't be trusted to talk sports alone. We had to bring in uh, the person, let me think, the man who is Team USA all the way, all day, Cody Patterson. Cody, how are you? I'm doing great. And don't tell my daughter what she can and cannot do. <laughs> don't tell her. Big lost shout out, right? Yes, like hardcore right. from Terry O'Quinn. Sarah has no oh. idea what's going on. I love lost because <laughs> I'm so lost while talking about it. Oh, my God. I don't I, so, yeah, like uh, – my favorite thing about this movie is that I know absolutely nobody who's in it, and it was still magnificent. Oh, you don't know Moira Kelly? I don't know one person Ma'am, in this movie. I watched this entire I'm the movie. Who is like yeah. knows nobody, knows nobody's names, knows nothing. Yeah. Even first of all, I know Terry O'Quinn from Lost for very obvious reasons, 
But Moira Kelly is iconic, although you haven't seen you haven't seen One Tree Hill, so you wouldn't know who she no. is, right, no, Cody? I have didn't... you seen One Tree Hill, Cody? I, I have not. I know her more from The West Wing. Oh, yes. She's yeah. also in The West Wing. Yep. So she was in, I think, season one of The West Wing, and she was one of uh, Jed Bartlett's staff members. Yes. Yep. I knew nobody in this movie, but that <laughs> didn't get me down. I said, I'm going into this, never seen this movie, don't know a soul. And I loved it. <gasps> you know, she voices Nala from The Lion King. Okay, there Get we go. Icon. I've seen one movie that Moira <laughs> Kelly <laughs> is in. I'm sure you've seen more than just that. But no, regardless. I'm looking, I literally um, have not. <laughs> Cody was the one who he said, hey, are you covering anything for the Olympics? And we said, what are sports? And he said, you all need to see the cutting edge. So, Cody, tell us why you pitched this movie to us. So this this is a movie. This is kind of a guilty pleasure for me. I've seen this movie probably dozens of times. Uh, I used to date someone that 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 liked to watch this movie on a regular basis. So mm-hmm. I was kind of just watching it because she liked to watch it. And then just over time, I've enjoyed watching it because it's it's 90s. It's Olympics. It's got someone got some actors in there I enjoy watching. So it's just it's just a fun, guilty pleasure, especially with, you know, Terry O'Quinn, how he's kind of uh, uh, reached the, the hit the stardom that he's reached with loss. So I really, really enjoy this. It's it's cheesy. It's hokey. It's very 90s. And I absolutely love it. Yeah, I think that like this definitely gave me late 80s, early 90s vibes, a lot of the fashion because like figure skating as like a pretty iconic fashion, right? When you think about it, they have these like very specific type of outfits they wear. Um, And Moira Kelly, my gosh. So I know her from One Tree Hill Um, and she plays like, of course, that was made in like what, like the, the mid to like the late 2000s, early 2000s. So she's a little bit older. She plays a mom in um in that show. So seeing her like young and snarky was so fun um i greatly enjoyed the character of kate um seeing terry o'quinn with like the thinnest mustache i've ever seen on a human being was also (laughs) very fun um (laughs) so yeah yeah, the pencil pencil mustache from the early 90s is very iconic it is a thing to behold um so yeah i had never even heard of this film before but apparently it is like quite popular um it's something that i think just came onto a streaming service like we broke our curse of like taking movies off of streaming (laughs) services and instead finally had one that was just put on one so lucky for us i think so what was it put on? Because it was it was on Prime until I think December, and then it left Prime. So if it came back, that's even better. Did it leave Prime? I thought it came to something. No, I think you're thinking about our second movie that we're covering of the month, Strictly Ballroom. Oh, you know what? It must be that. But I did see somebody else talking about Cutting Edge. Well, so. yeah. So Mike Bloom um, did mention in the Discord his love for Cutting Edge. And oh, that's so maybe the PSR. That yeah, that's the PSR Discord. Uh, no, like I had to go search the internet far and wide. Um, you know, be an illegal pirate. Uh, back <laughs> channel my LimeWire days where I just downloaded all the illegal mm-hmm. music, and I found the movie in in great definition. Um, <laughs> and as I, much as the nineties and can can yeah. handle, yeah. I appreciate vo.com. Um, no clue what it was. I probably downloaded about like nine viruses, but that's fine. <laughs> um, but it was it was great. I I strapped in, 
put on a cozy blanket and I liked I mean this movie was like a was great. I I I think that it was like so enjoyable. Um let's like, talk about the cast of characters. We get um Moira Kelly, as we talked about, as Kate Mosley, head bitch in charge. She is such like a freaking bitch in this movie for like pretty much no reason, which I really like. She's just, um, no, it's because she, she's pushed too hard, yeah, right, Cody? She's, got like, a, she, she's overworked. Yeah, she's got a huge, yeah, she's got a huge chip on her shoulder. Yeah. Her mother was a figure skater. Yeah. Her dad's super rich and pushes her. Uh, so yeah, it's it it totally it totally fits. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I'm just joking. I yeah. I really enjoyed her. I thought that she um was very snarky, she was very funny. I liked um her chemistry with Doug Dorsey, aka iconic names in this film, yeah. Kate Mosley and Doug Dorsey. Like I stand. Yeah. Uh. D- uh. So that's played by DB. Uh. DB Sweeney. DB Sweeney. Now, now, Cody, is yeah. this a person that I should be know that I should know? Uh, let's look because I'm not familiar with a lot of his stuff. He's doing something now called Be Positive, which I think is a. Uh... Is a, is a oh yeah okay so i think that's the movie where i mean the show well, it's, it's a show yep it's a show where somebody needs a kidney so then they like find a random person and then they get a kidney that sounds about right that's yeah. the yeah. entire plot okay okay so, no, okay so like they're I think, it's, okay, a, it's so, a sitcom so it's you a sitcom. Know. so oh. like basically basically um uh this uh this girl is was high school friends with this guy and he needs a kidney and they like meet up and he's like a serious guy and she's like a funny girl and she randomly agrees to give him a kidney okay yeah great Um, he's also uh he voices if for anybody who's like an avatar the last airbender fan he voices ang in the legend of korra tv series which is like pretty big deal no, Sarah has no idea what's going on. <laughs> no, what Avatar? I didn't watch Legend of Korra. I've seen um Avatar the Last Airbender, but I do yeah, not. Yeah, any watch. any Aang, any Aang in in their fans will know yeah. what that is, right? Yeah. Yep. I don't yeah. know anything. He was about also Avatar. in a few episodes of Sharp Objects, which was really good. Um yeah, I yeah. haven't like seen him like I didn't recognize oh, him though. My god. So he was in this show from the early 2000s called Life as We Know It. Um with and that was a very it only lasted like a season i have it on dvd and like i (laughs) loved this stupid teen drama when everybody else was watching dawson's creek or one tree hill or anything that like actually stuck around or mattered i was watching life as we know it only one season (laughs) i know i I love to have it on dvd i don't know why okay is it better or worse than young americans it's so much better it was really good you're right i believe you yeah oh my god sean ferris is in it Kelly Osborne, Christopher Lowell. Oh my gosh. Miss- oh my God. There's so many famous faces in this show. No, I know. It was a really, I don't know why it didn't last, but it was really good. I should make you watch that, Jess, oh like gosh. next time we hang out on okay. DVD. We can watch it on the piece, uh, the play, the piece station. The PlayStation. Peace station. <laughs> because you that, know, that's what the we cool don't have kids a, call yeah, it. We don't, have, station. we don't have a DVD player. So we'll, we'll have to watch it in the man cave. You okay. didn't know Sarah was that hip and up and up on all the lingo, did you? No. She's all about the <laughs> What? 
I just had a brain blip, a peace station. DB Sweeney's one of these actors that kind of flies under the radar. He's done a lot of things, and you're like, oh yeah, he was in that thing. But when you're when you're kind of thinking about him, you know, it doesn't really ring a bell the things that he was in. I think the stupid life as we know it is why I almost recognized DB Sweeney in this because he plays uh, a dad and a hockey coach. Oh, oh more so, hockey. Interesting. Yeah, so I think it's interesting. Like, maybe he really, like, I mean, from what I've read, D.B. Sweeney nor Moira Kelly ever skated before this movie. Maybe, Cody, you could tell me if that's true. But then he became, like, typecasted into a hockey player. Uh, so, according to the trivia, they did not know how to skate before this they learned how to skate for this movie and they did a wow. lot of the their own a lot not not all of it but a lot of their own wow. skating. that's really impressive because i feel yeah. like i don't know i would break an ankle if like someone was trying to get me on ice skates i know like she got injured during the film um but i probably would actually break my ankle if i tried to be honest they did a, a lot of like um creative cinematography to avoid showing anything of skill in this movie mm-hmm. which is probably my only downside to it but it was like, very how- zoomed in on the feet a lot there was a yes. lot of fancy yes. feet footwork yes. yeah yes so- yes and i yes. imagine like with the olympics going on cody that you were kind of just like come on zoom out just a smidge because like when mm-hmm. you're watching the olympics right like you're getting the whole the whole right. thing right you know they'll do a lot of wide shots they mm-hmm. won't do close-ups because you don't really care about what the feet are doing or what the arms are doing you want to yeah. see the entire performance so right yeah. uh db sweeney also from long island oh look at that a local a local person to me at least um i think that like i almost preferred their methods of showing unskilled skaters more so than um cody what i'm forgetting the movie the movie with uh that we were talking about watching with the figure skater that like trip the person what there was another skating movie we were talking about i'm not sure i'm I'm not sure i'm I'm sorry i'm making stuff up (laughs) i'm no 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 no. i'm not making stuff up i'm not making stuff sorry i guess no it's on me i tanya okay oh Um, yeah yeah yeah. okay okay. so like in i tanya what they did was like digitally put margot robbie's head on on a figure skater's body which was like overly obvious which I don't. When was I that enjoyed. film made? That was a couple years ago. Yeah, it's just a few years ago. Oh, wow, I was gonna say if that movie. was made in the '90s, I can imagine it looked like trash. No, no, no. <laughs> no. But I think like I prefer Cutting Edge, where they just showed their like fancy footwork and tried to avoid anything too obvious. Yeah, and um, then we have um, Roy Detrice is Anton Pumcheco, which is their like Russian coach. He's like the guy pushing him hard. He's the one who like uh, goes and finds Doug and recruits him because he knows he can't play hockey any longer. Cody, what did you think of the the coach here? Was he like a typical figure skating coach to your knowledge? Uh, yeah, I'm not too familiar with the coaches themselves. There are a lot of behind the scenes, but mm-hmm. this seems okay. like it would be this seems like it would be a typical uh, figure skating coach. Any type of coach that's pushing your you're pushing your athletes, you're going out, you're recruiting the athletes, you're scouting the athletes. Mm-hmm. This seems like something that 
that he would do. Uh, if it's a if it's a larger organization, then he may have actual recruits and talent scouts going out. But you know, for a smaller gotcha. operation like like this is, it seems like he would do a lot of these types of things. I thought that he wasn't even that pushy. Like I thought that like he was a very loving coach and mentor and patient Mm -hmm. and he seemed to really care about them i mean like one of my favorite things watching figure skating in the olympics is when somebody does really well and they go right to their coach and it's like big smiles and hugs and Mm -hmm. i felt a lot of warmth from this um from this uh coach he well yeah because with like olympians like again i do not know sports so anybody can correct me if i'm wrong but like you're training so much that you're spending way more time with your coach than you are Mm -hmm. probably most other people in your life so i can imagine there has to be that closeness and that trust between those two you know yeah, these these individual events like figure skating, swimming, gymnastics. track and field, gymnastics, those type things. Yes, you know, once you're once you're kind of out of high school, maybe you've got, you're gone to college, or you're you're doing this not really professionally, but you're doing this twenty four seven. You are with them all day because you're not mm-hmm. only just doing on ice training. If you notice in the movie, they were doing uh, they were doing aerobics and they were doing stretching and they were ballet. doing all these other yeah, ballet. Yeah. yeah. So he was not only just coaching them on the ice, but he's doing motivational talks with them. He's mm-hmm. he's 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 working on their their head game as mm-hmm. well and not just yeah. their their physical. Uh, yeah. My I had a boss and um she had a daughter from a very young age do figure skating. And she went to figure skating and she wasn't on an Olympic level, but she was a competitive figure skater. She would go to school. No, she before school, she would go to the ice rink before school, before school, practice, go to school. And then right after school, go back to figure skating. Yes. Um, Yes. It's a grueling sport. It's an expensive sport. Um, and it is very challenging. And yeah, she took, she wound up taking ballet. Um, she took, I think she took like gymnastics at one point. That would make sense. The coordination and stuff, the balance you'd need. Yeah. Yeah. And then she took like additional dance lessons to, um, like improve like stretching and, movement and choreography so it's such a grueling sport and yeah like she would skate like super super early in the day um Mm -hmm. it's 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 crazy and they start like they start from such a young age like some people start as early as like three years old um and they keep moving and it's the skates are really really pricey the costumes are obviously pricey mm-hmm. because a lot of them are hand beaded and made to order. I can't believe Doug ripped one then. Jeez Louise. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a mistake. Yeah. That was definitely, definitely a bad call. Um, yeah. The Russian coach was also Mozart and Amadeus, which no, he was, he was Mozart's dad. Oh, Mozart's dad. Excuse yeah. me. Uh, and then he played uh, a. There was apparently a Beauty and the Beast sh- TV show. TV show, yep. Uh, and he played, I guess, maybe Belle's dad. Interesting. It says Fa- Jacob Father Wells, somebody's dad. He played somebody's dad. I don't know whose dad. Not yeah. My I don't dad. recognize him from anything else. I got to be honest. Like if he was in other things, I either didn't see them or he like he wasn't like the main role, so I didn't didn't notice him. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was a pretty good character. And then, of course, we have the amazing Terry O'Quinn, who plays Jack Mosley, who is Kate's father. He is very wealthy. He's a widower. We kind of talked about before where he puts an ungodly amount of pressure on Kate to succeed and to be the best. Like you were saying earlier, Sarah, with like that glass case that he has reserved for her Olympic medal. Um, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, he's willing to spend any amount, whatever it costs to get a partner that will work with Kate Cody. And it seems like, I mean, all along we're led to believe that like, oh, Kate's the best. And it's like, it's just these other guys aren't up to like her standard. But a lot of it is also like a personality clash. Like she is not easy to work with. No, she she's not easy to work with, but it seemed like uh, Jack Mosley kind of has a level head. He's a he seems like he's a businessman. He's made a lot mm. of money. They have their own ice rink, their own building with their Isn't own. Isn't that wild? Ice. Yeah. So they have I as as Anton would say, they have ice every day. Uh, but but Jack's also one of these that's you know he's he's willing to listen. So when when Doug when when he brings when they bring Doug in and they do the tryout and and they uh, they feel that Doug's not not meeting up to their standards they try to be like okay well here's here's your kind of severance money we'll got you a, pl- a first class plane ticket yeah first but class Woo. first class yeah so we want to make sure you're well compensated for the time it took for you to come out here but at the same time doug would say okay hey give me another shot i think i can do this double or nothing so J- jack's really really will- willing to listen and and give him a shot mm-hmm. was the deal like if you, if we win gold, then I get double the money. Or it's like yes. if I stick around, we get double the money. I, I think we we have to win gold. I think because oh. that's that's Did the he goal. Say a the dollar goal. amount. So I tried to look at this. He had not say a dollar amount, and mm-hmm. and I tried to freeze frame the check when they held it up, and it was just a bunch of scribble. Oh, I'm so curious. I was, yeah, I was so making, curious. You know. Yes, I know. So I was curious what that check amount was. I tried to figure it out. It was just a bunch of scribbles. Well, we appreciate your effort, Cody. You know us. We <laughs> love to look at the dollar amounts and then t- take into yeah. account inflation. Zoom and Zoom in. Yes. We, we, I mean, we 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 really needed um, a more clear picture to get mm-hmm. full understanding. Um, can we? Can I ask, like, what exactly happened to Doug's eye? Um, so he, so we are at the, the, I, the 1990 Olympics in right. Calgary. Eight, eight, 88, 88 Olympics. Yeah, oh, 88, 88. it's four 88. years. So 88. Yep. We, winter that, every four I thought years. winter was every two years. Isn't so summer two no. and then winter two and then. Yep. So at one time, the summer and the winter Olympics were in the same year. So in like February of like 88, they would have the Winter Olympics. And then in like June or July of that same year, they'd have the Summer Olympics. Oh. And, then some, and then sometime in the 90s, they they changed it. And the Summer Olympics kind of stayed on the same four-year rotation. But then the Winter Olympics went off, off two years. So like this year, well, you know, if you remember, our Olympics, our Summer Olympics were supposed to happen in uh, 2020. And then the Winter Olympics now happen in 2022. So now we get Olympics every two years rather than two Olympics every four years. So are we doing another um, summer and winter Olympics in two years? So we'll do a summer Olympic. We'll do, we'll do summer Olympics again in two years and we'll do winter Olympics again in four years. 
I'm so okay. It's All every right. two years there's an Olympics and it trades yes. off between summer and winter. Correct. Got it. Yeah. Got so it. okay. So he in the 1988 Winter Olympics. So yes. this is like we see her have her situation and he is playing hockey and he like wakes up late. He like crashes into her in the hallway. Well, he's and a playboy. Then, like he's like yeah. oh up yeah with people he, all the time. He's, of course. he's a junior in college. He's he's getting it on. And you all would not believe how much these athletes get it on during the Olympics. Oh like, yeah. This is like they're this is tea? Like, there's actual, yes. like, information yes. on this? So I knew almost... all about the one guy who, like, smoked a ton of weed when he was a swimmer. But, like, <laughs> that's the extent of my Olympics no, knowledge. So, so there's always articles that come out when the Olympics come around about how many condoms they provide these athletes. When I the mean, Olympics you got to relieve the pressure somehow, <laughs> yes. I suppose. I mean, you got so much testosterone. You got all these women that, I mean, you got, you got jacked up men and women that just need to relieve the stress and yeah. uh, they they get it on wow. like crazy when the it's Olympics like elite around. summer camp you know like <laughs> yeah. oh don't let the girls and guys bunk together like and they're but they're adults right well they're not all of them i guess some of them are like 16 uh no there's usually some gymnast gymnasts yeah. that are teenagers yeah. oh my goodness so yeah so he's in the hockey game and they're playing and during the game and like this is I mean, I don't watch hockey, but I assume they have better helmets than they did then because these are pretty much just like hunks of plastic like they're not doing anything like it didn't even look like there was padding in them. And he just gets like smashed up against the wall, which basically causes him to lose his peripheral vision. So he can't see like what's around him in one of his eyes. And so therefore the NHL wants nothing to do with him because he can't it, he has a blind spot on his one side. That blows. Yeah, so, yeah, so the the, <laughs> the yep. helmet technology has improved. I, I really don't have details, but yeah, helmet technology has improved. They now wear visors. If you notice, he wasn't wearing a visor uh, during that okay. time, so they do wear visors now. Uh, yeah, the NHL. You know, he he tried out for almost every team in the NHL. Sent letters. Uh, it's kind of one of the big sticking points between him and his brother is that he would get letters from these NHL teams. Hey, sorry, uh, we we don't want you anymore. But, you know, if you want to come to a game, we'll get you a ticket. Yeah, it's sad. Like the fact that he that's like I mean, and this is like I'm sure this is like such a common story, though, for people who are trying to get go out for like some type of sp- sports team or whatever where like an injury takes you out like that's just Mm -hmm. how it usually happens and so it sucks that it happens to him um but can I tell you while we're on the subject of hockey can I tell you like the one one of the only times I ever went to a hockey game um it was quite an event because there used to be a thing called because I live in the Albany area if anybody knows the capital region upstate New York and there's a thing called the river rats is what they (laughs) But now I think it. about it, it sounds like disgusting. But the team was called the River Rats, I think, because of the Hudson River, probably. Um, okay. Anyway, and there's a lot, and there's a lot of rats in it. <laughs> I mean, maybe who knows? Yeah. It's a disgusting maybe. river, so it's certainly possible. It's not blue. It's not even like oh. green. It's like brown. Oh. Um, you've seen the Hudson River, Sarah. Anyway, yeah. so uh, <laughs> I was pl- watching the game, and it was like the last game of the season. And this is at the old Knickerbocker Arena. For anybody who knows the area, like, it's, like, the Knickerbocker. Um, anyway, so it was the last game of the season. So, like, I think the players just honestly didn't care because it was, like, you're not going to have any other games. And at one point, the goalies fought each other, which, from what <laughs> I am to understand about hockey, just, like, doesn't happen. Like, there's fights all the time. But, like, at one point, the goalie just, like, took, ripped his, like, 
mitts, gloves, whatever the big, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. off his hands, like threw them on the ground and they just went out into the center of the rink and fought. And like, <laughs> I don't care about sports, but like that was pretty exciting to watch. Gotta say, yeah. like if we're in a fight, like, yeah, sure. I'll watch that. It's pretty entertaining. Yeah. There's a friend's Thanksgiving episode that you probably I've talked about where Joey and Ross go to a hockey yeah. game on Thanksgiving and they say, Hey, we'll just stay for one more goal. And they're like, eh, what about just one more fight? And they're like, yeah, okay, we'll do that. Yeah. So. That's probably why people watch um, yeah. can- uh, hockey. For all you Canadians out there, you let me know. I'm pretty sure that's probably why. <laughs> They're just like, we love the fights. Um, so, yeah, so he has to he has to drop out. And then during Kate's event in the 88 Olympics, her partner freaking drops her and, like, doesn't even look like he cares. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's how it's perceived in this moment. Um that they were really, really doing well. It seemed like if they just finished the um, performance and they would have won gold and then that stupid glass case would have been filled. Mm-hmm. But she falls and she obviously blames him and she's humiliated and she's upset and we get like a little like mini meet cue where they like um before that they both run into each other so there's Mm -hmm. like a little a little thing and yeah and then we get like a two years later which i was kind of surprised about that we were going to skip ahead and she has gone through eight partners in this time um and has thrown everybody out she's very demanding and she's like nobody's good enough nobody can skate as well as me you're all a joke um, and then meanwhile, we get uh, Doug and he's been like helping his brother at the a bar that he works at, but he's also been getting rejected all these times. And then I guess he's in like a little league. So he's keep he's still trying to play hockey with mm-hmm. uh, no success. Yeah, he's basically playing in a bar league, which is just a bunch of friends getting together and playing hockey. So it's not even professional, but he's trying oh. to keep his he's trying to keep his skills. He's trying to keep his skills up. He's trying to stay uh, tight and active and yes. uh, sharp and uh, just still nobody wants anything to yeah. do with him. Yeah. I, yeah. Because he's talk- like he's like doing carpentry on the side, too. And can we talk yeah. about yeah. the scene where he's like dangling, hammering a nail? I'm <laughs> yeah. like, bro, why don't you use a ladder? Like, what kind of technique is this? <laughs> he's like monkey, monkey barring it. I thought he was like train. I thought this was like a part of training or something. And I'm like, maybe no. he's just trying to like keep his arm muscles like strong but why would you need like strong arm muscles for hockey like usually it's more like a leg thing unless you're like a slap in well, the no, you're hitting stuff yeah, well, i guess you need fight all your muscles for hockey um i used to like talk to a guy at one point that was in like a similar bar type league with rodney from big brother three or roddy roddy from big brother wow. three what a weird wow <laughs> okay i know i know and i was and he was just like yeah that like roddy guy i just like did um i just had hockey with him he's like a nice guy i was like oh that's neat there you go yeah um so then we have a recruiter come while he's hammering the nail upside down and i don't know what doug thought that he was getting himself into but he was not expecting figure skating in all of this uh, because he shows up at like the mansion that Kate Mosley lives in 
And he's like figure skating as if I'm a hockey player. Um, and he can tell by the skates that it's figure skating, which I didn't really think ever think about that. Like the skates themselves are different, but of course they are. Yeah. So some of the big things about figure skating versus or figure skates versus hockey skates, hockey skates are a little bit longer and they're a little bit sharper. And then the big thing we're going to get into here in some montages, great 90s montages. I love a montage. Is, you know, I love is, a montage. Is, is, is the figure skates have the toe pick. And, toe pick. Uh, so, so that allows them to, you know, jump and land and twirl and do all that type and of stop. stuff. So, so I have stop. a question, Cody. Okay. Yeah. As someone who probably is the most knowledgeable about sports here, is it realistic that doug would fall so many times like because in the in some of the montages right we're getting like a lot of scenes of like her like kate and doug doing this maneuver where they have to like grab hands and it keeps like they i don't know to me it looks like she's like slapping away his hand like she's doing Mm -hmm. it on purpose and he keeps like slipping and falling and i'm like for someone who plays hockey wouldn't he be a little bit more sure-footed or is it the skates are so different yeah i I think a lot of it is that the skates are so different because they're shorter skates they're a little bit wider the hockey skates are built for speed and and maneuverability uh whereas the figure skates they're they're they're, the figure skates are probably the blades a little bit wider they're a little bit shorter so it may just that he's not able to keep up with her at this point in time he's still trying to figure out how the skates work i wonder if too like um i don't know the word for it but like the hockey skates have a little bit more comfortability in terms of like because they're built for speed they Mm -hmm. don't need to be as like you don't need to maneuver as tightly in them and so they're a little sturdier on on your feet versus like you probably need a better like uh ankle core Mm, yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) figure skates she's also an asshole because every single time like she he almost catches up to her and gets her hand she then speeds up and then almost like um what is it in the peanuts cartoons well they see while away yeah exactly it's almost like that like like whenever he's about to get grip on her and like balance himself she pulls away so that she falls forward so it's um, like no wonder no one wants to work with you like mm -hmm. it'd be different if like someone was actively horrible at what they're doing and she's just like i don't have time for this he's trying and she's just like slapping him away yeah she is so good that she's able to make it look like it's the other person's fault yeah yeah Yeah. well that and that is like that is a big that should be a big piece of foreshadowing for what we see um later on in the movie is like we find out it's like oh it's actually not it was not her partner's fault Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, they're like, and then of course, like this is also a very big nineties thing where it's like, oh, the two people who like hate each other so much at the beginning, they're exact opposites. One is uptight. One is super like loose and loosey goosey, you know? Um, and of course they're going to fall in love because this is a (laughs) rom-com, which is, you know, I'm all here for it. Yeah. It's, it was great that like, he didn't put up with a lot of her crap. Like he knew how to handle her. Uh, he was just as sassy back to her as she was to him. So that's yeah. that that kind of really made it made it fit. So one of the things as I was watching this again and again and again was I think in one of the reviews y'all talked about how much comedy there should also be in your rom com and how much comedy did you all think was in this? 
personally i thought it was funny it's the type of comedy that i enjoy i don't i like more of a dry snarky comedy more so than like anything that's like slapsticky or um stunty so i actually found it funny because it was comedy that like i enjoy um anything that kate said i found hilarious like Mm -hmm. um anything that was going on between them i mean like doug gave it back too so i thought that it was funny their dynamic i thought was really hilarious Um, yeah i think when i'm looking at as okay because this isn't also just a rom-com because it has like a sports component i think that like to me it's like 50 percent sports 20 25 percent comedy 25 percent romance so okay. like i didn't find it as comedic as a lot of the rom-coms i watch it still had comedy i think it's had it has more comedy than some of the other like quote-unquote rom-coms we've watched and i agree with sarah in that like i thought kate was hilarious i thought like just the the quips between the two of them kept yeah, me entertained yeah i, I really like if the you like people falling down maybe you would laugh at like <laughs> doug falling i don't he find people falling so funny times in the montage yeah but maybe somebody would find it funny but you know what it's like um so for again it's a good example of like the comedy was like when he, when he like after the whole falling montage and he gets up from the like the dining room table and he just has like ice strapped yes. to his underwear. Oh yeah. 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 The little ice diaper. Yeah. 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 Ice diaper. <laughs> what a visual. Ice diaper. Yeah, but in this in this scene, we get the famous topic over and over and over, uh, where he keeps falling down and she's trying to explain to him, well, that's what the topic's for. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And I I I thought yeah, like, I mean, it wasn't, like, overly romantic. It wasn't overly funny, but I really enjoyed it. And I think, like, um, skating is the language, is the, is probably the most romantic uh, sport there is. I There's wonder if they would have of... gotten docked points for kissing in that last scene. <laughs> I, I think that people I, were feeling it. They were like, I oh, think... my gosh, like, they're really in love. They're showing passion. I don't think that's how judges operate. I feel like they're sticklers. Maybe. Yeah, they're they are very much sticklers. Ha ha! I knew it. (gasps) Wait, hold on. Look at this fun fact, Jess. Moira Kelly was cast to play the role of Gina Davis's sister, Kit, in a league of their own. However, an injury she sustained in this film prevented her from taking the role. Lori Petty was cast instead. Can you believe this? I can. I can see her being in a league of their own easily. She has the snark and the attitude that a lot of those. Which one was? Which one was Kit, the younger sister? Yeah, the younger sister. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I can see I her know. being in that. I could see her being that too. Yeah. Also, like, did you like the workout montage? These people are freaking fit as heck. Mm, I like yeah. the ballet part where he can't touch his toes because, like, hi, me neither. <laughs> yeah, he was not agile and he did not stretch enough. Yeah, and this is kind of where we get into some of that great 90s athletic fashion. Ooh, yeah. I loved her leg warmers. Honestly, like every <laughs> um every I don't know if I would call it like a training outfit, I suppose. Like I don't know what Okay, I apologize. Anybody who loves figure skating, I'm so sorry. I don't know what anything is called. But the outfits that she wears to practices where it's like a very cute skirt that matches with like a top, it's like a sweater. And then Mm -hmm. she has like the leg warmers. I was here for it. I was living for her outfits. Yeah. She has a great sweater collection. 
she does um honestly i did not notice any of doug's outfits because i don't think they're very iconic <laughs> i think, I think, I think a lot of them shirts. were just a hot like a hot he'd have a hockey sweater on oh, with some yeah. with some pants is what he mainly uh, wear oh yeah wait which okay. reminds me of, like the fact that they gave each other like the shittiest gifts ever <laughs> it's like hi merry yeah. christmas here i'm gonna give you my old jersey from my favorite sports dude because well, she's rich it's, it's a, yeah it's a legendary sports jersey you oh, know what it? I thought it was yeah. going to be? I thought he was going to give her a hockey jersey, but with, like, her name on it. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, like, that's a good gift. But no, it was, like, his old jersey that was, like, a collector's item. I was like, I don't know about this. And then she gave him a book that he claims that he read at the New Year's party, but I don't think that he did. Because I don't think that he talked about anything that was in that book at all. So I I I I I would like a full book report on that book. <laughs> Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the US, more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Um, also, loved the New Year's party, by the way. What a rager. Like, I wish that I can go to a classy New Year's party where everyone's in black tie and fancy Don't dresses. Don't you say you hate New Year's parties? I hate New Year's, but you know what? Ooh, if, what I was, if I was at that party, I would be enjoying I'm sick of, like, going to the bars on New Year's or, like, doing nothing on New Year's. Like, I want to go to, like, a fancy party like that on New Year's with sparklers and hors d'oeuvres and everyone's in black black tie like that's the kind of new year's party that i want to go to sounds like you need to schedule a new year's party then that everyone's uber <laughs> fancy you got a while you got a little bit of time to start <laughs> yeah, planning almost it. almost 10 months or whatever. so yeah. yeah oh and uh, that isn't that where we meet her um her boyfriend at the yeah. time yes. who's like yes. Uh, like rich fancy pants dude harvard harvard MBA. educated yeah. yeah has like a really fancy job overseas like okay great and obviously we're he's the antithesis of doug right like that's right. we're supposed to know that like we hate him we don't like him because we right. like doug yeah his, his name is hale played by you hale hale hale's a very harvard name anyway so yeah Played by Dwyer it. Brown, which is also kind of like a douchey name. <laughs> That's the actual actor. Yeah, yes. his name yes. is Dwyer what Brown. A what a douche. Um, and <laughs> I mean, like, he's okay. Like, you know, it's not like he's like mean to her or anything. He's, he's just, just pretentious, really. He's just, like, he's just a little pretentious. Like, I think anybody that like handles Kate is probably decent enough um but you can tell right away that like she's like not that into it like she likes the idea of hail but she yeah. doesn't like hail and also like the bros got a little broy automatically towards each other they were really like puffing their chests out they're and they're marking like, their territory exactly kate's mine no kate's mine uh so that's something that i noticed right away also, we get a fairly quick engagement between the two of them, which I was like, okay. But then we didn't even get to see the ring. 
because they kept talking about the ring, the rock, the rock, the ring. And it's like, I didn't even get to see the engagement ring. I wanted to see how big it was. Yeah, you know, sometimes you've got to have this MacGuffin out there that you don't really see that yeah. uh, they, they describe very well because it's it's cutting up Doug's hands. It may be even something that she could wear as skates, probably, because uh, I bet yeah. it could cut up the ice. It's probably so big. Yeah, yeah if you're going to have the audacity to get engaged on a film and not show me the ring, like, you're getting points docked from, like, my overall <laughs> score on the film. Like, that how is big, messed up. How big do you think the ring is? Do you think If he huge? went to Harvard and he has, like, a Harvard MBA and he's fancy pants working overseas, it's freaking massive. And also, Moira Kelly is, like, a very petite woman, and so it's yeah. probably going to look chonky on her hand regardless. Yeah, I'm looking at, like, 90s style engagement rings mm -hmm. and um there was a lot of like movement in this uh I'm you think to... it looked like a, do you think it looked like a lollipop ring you think it was that yeah big? like i think that was probably obnoxiously Ooh. gaudy yeah <laughs> yeah that's what i'm thinking probably a round diamond with like a lot of gunk on each side you know <sighs> He's just favorite. telling you how it is, Ugh. but we don't even get to see it. No, it's um, so we get a lot of practices. They're improving, and then we get eventually to, I guess, what they call the Nationals in Chicago. Yep. Um, and I think that's interesting because we also find out that Doug is a nervous nilly and he pukes before all of his performances <laughs> and so much so that he's known to have two helmets, one to wear and one to puke in. Um, maybe he brought his puking helmet onto the Olympic game and that's why it fell off. It was not meant to be. It's wild that he pukes before like every game and that it takes him a full 10 minutes. Like Cody, how long is a hockey game? Like I know it's not yeah. real minutes, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so hockey games broke up, broken up into three periods and each period I think is either 15 or 20 minutes. I can't remember exactly. It takes him like almost a whole period just to get over his nervousness. I, I guess That's so, and if you yeah, and and something doesn't track here because when they had their little meet cute earlier in the in the movie, he didn't mm -hmm. look very nervous then. Well, he was just maybe that was why he was doing what he was doing is to relieve the nervousness. Mm. <laughs> bang, bang, bang! No, no more nervousness. Yeah. He was also late, and then he wound up in the penalty box. At that point, yeah. did he get in the penalty box because he was late? Do they punish you for tardiness? I, I don't think so. I don't think this is, you know, school. I don't think it's high school where they punish you doing tardy. How'd he get into the box? He probably did something uh, against the rules. He, he fouled he somebody yeah. or something. That's right. Something. Can you yeah, foul right. in hockey? You can you, foul in hockey. Yeah, yes. of course you can. Well, uh, I'm that's sorry, why they have a penalty box. In hockey. It's like, Jessica, why do, they, why do you think that they have a box Listen, for punishment? I've heard that it, punching is allowed in hockey. So what am I, what do I know? No, yeah. I don't think it's, it's allowed. It's literally called the penalty box. So. Yeah. It's for <laughs> penalties and being bad. Well, why do people lose so many teeth in hockey? <laughs> because it's dangerous and pucks are hard. Do they not have like mouth guards? They do, they, but. They do, yeah. Yeah, they use like, something softer. You still get punched, and then all your teeth come out in the mouth guard. Yeah, How gross that's, that's why that? they wear. That's why they're wearing face guards today. It's because so many people. 
Yeah, now I they have, have never want to play any of these sports where there's a chance that someone is going to injure Mm-mm. from the neck up because like, I'm sorry, but like, that's your brain. Like there's not like a ton of skull between your brain and the person's fist. And but that's pulse. like every, like football's really dangerous. Exactly. Baseball's really da- Like all sports are really dangerous. Oh, they're throwing balls at like 90 miles an hour. Like, um, no, thank you, ma'am. Like that's faster than cars are going. Like, that's why Jess, you be... were such a good bowler. I was a good bowler. Bowler is bowling is such a great non-contact sport because no one's unless you're. Although I did get unless, injured unless once. unless you cross the foul line and slip on the you could slip. I got injured when I was six because I was on a bowling league and my friend dropped her bowling ball on my toe and I oh. lost my toenail. <gasps> yeah, it's fine now. Don't worry. She's probably trying to sabotage you. Why would she try to sabotage there? Why is that where your brain goes? At six. Yeah, yeah no one is a six-year-old. I wouldn't, I would not, you cannot pay me to play bowling. Well, because you would break a nail because your nails are ridiculously long. You couldn't even put your fingers in the holes. (laughs) That's probably true. (laughs) Um, Okay. So we, we, we get to, so what happens is we are, they, they're at nationals and they kind of got scored poorly, probably because their costuming and what is this crap? Well, you yeah, do so, get points on costuming, right, Cody? Yeah, yeah. So, well, Ugh. not, not, not really. But let's talk about the costuming for a minute, because before okay. this, they did their costume, they did their costume fitting, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, back in the '90s, back before, back in the olden days, I want to say uh, that skaters wore very ornate costumes, uh, particularly the, the men. Uh, and so, this was kind of beginning the transition away from ornate costumes still there were still some men in the 90s that wore ornate costumes uh, you had your johnny weirs and your brian Boitanos. they would still do oh that. i know but johnny weir okay there you great. Go. you've probably seen him on this year's uh, or at least heard him on this year's on the olympics he's him and tara lipinski are now commentators uh during the oh. olympics so back in the 90s they would wear ornate costumes but today uh, if you're watching you'll notice that the men wear very their, their costumes are very, much more subdued. They're much more contemporary, much more uh, plain. Uh, and so this kind of began that transition away from the, the ornate, uh, frilly types of, of costuming. And well, so, yeah, because so the of... one girl got caught on the guy's lederhosen. in. <laughs> That's right. So like, who wants to risk that? <laughs> so, so Doug was kind of a pioneer in the, in the male costuming where he said, I don't want to wear all these beads and bedazzled. I don't want my costume bedazzled. So, uh, I, you know, don't get, don't get the bedazzler out on me. And he, he would rip all that stuff off. I respect it, but also I did feel like he and Doug's costuming kind of blue. Like, I don't know if I liked any of them <laughs> except for the final because they were like eleganza. But yeah, like, compared the final to the good. other teams, I was like, I don't know. Like, they don't look like they're trying very well, hard. Like, to me, that is like, I okay, so I guess I just don't understand why they scored so low. Like, it's was, politics, was it about Jess. That? It's it politics. Yes. Yes, well, this yes. is bullshit. Why are you even competing then if there's no chance for you can that you can win because people don't like you? Yeah. So you know the the scoring back then also is different than the scoring is now. They 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 changed the scoring uh, maybe a decade, twelve years ago. Uh, and so in the in the nineties, you know, back then the judges would just give a score, uh, and I think the highest that you could get was a six. 
So if you got like a five, eight, five, nine, six, that's a great score. Oh, I thought it was out of yeah. 10. And so no, when they kept giving them like 5.4, I was like, this is bullshit. No, no, no. The high, yeah. It, yeah. But it's figure skating, the figure skating, the highest you can get is a six. Okay. Uh, so yeah, yeah, five, five four is still not great, especially like nationals and the Olympics. That's oh, not great because everybody I mean, should be expected to get above a five. five. Well, that seems yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. strange. That like yeah. okay. So then they would they would throw out uh, there'd be you know, a panel of judges. They would throw out the highest score and the lowest score, and then they would average them the rest of those scores together. Interesting. Today yeah, it's so more. Good. I'm so glad you're here, Cody, because like I did not know any of this nonsense, <laughs> yeah. and the whole time I'm just like, why are they being so mean to them? Like, is it so? Is the reason they're mean to them because they don't like Kate? Is that like the whole situation? It's either that, or you have Doug, who's a new, a, kind of a newbie in the in the figure this skating world. Trash. They don't like so the music. Like, they're hating yeah. him. The music yeah, is yeah. too modern. Well, yeah, I would yeah, have they... enjoyed like more punk rock or something. Honestly, like I thought the music they were using was still on the like you know yeah. So everything, inside. everything they're doing, everything that this this that the team their team is doing is kind of new because you have Doug that's Ooh. new in the in the sport. You got new new music that they're playing. Uh, not really new costuming, but it's different costuming than what. Yeah. So you know, Doug said, "I want to kick some ass. I want to do something different." Yeah. So they did, and now it reflected in their scores. But this like, is such trash. It also makes me think of like Tanya Harding because she had like a bad reputation. She was known to have an attitude. So she said that like in her mind, she was judged more harshly than others as well because of her reputation. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. So yeah, so they are like about to not even make it to the next round. However, because like I was saying before, the leader hosen struck <laughs> and the one team the falls. Wiederman twins. Yes, the the leader hosen struck again, and so they fail because they fall, and so then they get to they get second place, so they get to be they get their spot in the, the Olympics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they get to go to France, which was exciting. I had a dream about France last night. I'm what did you such do there? a prophet? Were you Am wearing a beret? Dream? <laughs> no, I was supposed to go home, but then I decided to like go on a random trip, which I would never do because I'm not spontaneous. So, but I went to France. I'll go to France with you. Okay, there I'll we go. My you, two, French, though. you two would have a blast in France. Yeah, I well, so would. fun in France. We could get Vespas. Okay, fine. We we'll get really Vespas. passport to Paris it up. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. So then, um, we're at the Olympics. And there's the short program and the long program. The short program is two minutes. How long is the long program? I think the long program is maybe four minutes. Okay, double the time I on the ice. I think it's double the time. Yeah, double wow. the time. Okay. So they do like not that great on the short program um, because they're mad at each other because Doug won't button his button. <laughs> well, they probably also got less points because he wouldn't button that stupid button. Probably, but no, like he didn't button is the this, button. Is this so, before or after the whole drunken escapades? So yeah, so after they win or not win nationals, but after they advance from nationals, then then they then um, Doug and Kate go out to a bar, and that's she gets what it is. Because right? they plastered. get super drunk, and then yes. Kate. So Kate has recently broken things off with Hale. Yes. And so, you know, Hale really should have, should have gone to Yale because he could have been like Hale from Yale. But anyway, he hails <laughs> from Yale. Yeah, okay. he, yeah, he fucked better. up. I don't know. I he don't really know what to say. He's, he's fucked. So, yeah. So they so right. So she like tries to like get in with Doug, 
but he is trying to be like gentlemanly and doesn't want to like first of all she's drunk so like you know props to him but second of all he's like well we don't i don't want to screw this up so close to like possibly getting a gold medal like i don't want to like lose respect for one another i mean wait you might regret this and so then kate wakes up the next morning and finds that he has had sex with not just any woman which i probably would have upset her but it was the rival skater and she is pissed so was it Brian's new partner? Yes, that's Brian's new partner, uh, Lori Pekarovsky. Yeah. Ooh. So she's all upset. And then um, Pamchenko comes in and he's like, listen, I have a risky move. And he lays out these like old, like <laughs> look like they're like historic pieces of paper <laughs> like the declaration clippings. of independence where are they from like where did he even find he's them being checko this, he probably wrote his, them yeah these are his these are his moves yeah he, he made them. these up but he wrote them back in 1863 and so he <laughs> sets them out on the ice he wrote them during the gilded age he did <laughs> he did shout out to our podcast the gilded age and so he sets them out and he's just like listen you will get gold if you can do this but it's risky because you could like die like legitimately he could smash her head on the ice and bye yes. bye kate she's gone forever yeah. she's not wearing a helmet as i say just need a helmet <laughs> she does she, i mean better than the she needs a better one than the hockey game one so yeah so it's like he like it's like this whole like swinging maneuver he like up and down and it's wild and crazy and then he like lets her go and she does like a whole flippy thingy and is wild and but then they like again like you were saying they have the whole argument about the button and they're not getting along because of the tension um sexual tension and um and then it's like this whole drama, like the best, one of the best parts of the movie was the end because I mean, as it is with most rom-coms, right? Where it's like, <laughs> yeah, they're together. Um, but yeah, so like they're about to go, is this right? They're about to go do the, the long, the long routine. Is that what it's called? So yeah. So they did their short routine with the whole button fiasco. And I just want to qu quickly ask, are you all pro button top button or anti? No, button let button? it fly. Give yourself some room. Be comfy. No one wants their neck to be suffocated. Um, I Here's think that it looks button. better with it unbuttoned. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't I think thought Kara was going to be like, no, it needs to be buttoned. <laughs> <laughs> well, like if you're going to get deducted, like deduct points because it's not buttoned. But then you what if it button that button? But what if it's suffocating you to the point that you can't concentrate? I mean, that's just dramatic, Jessica. It's just a shirt. <laughs> well, Cody, you tell us because you obviously no, are going to be wearing button shirts like that more I, often than I, we are. I, I am pro unbutton unless you're actually wearing the tie. So if you're not wearing the tie, do not button the top button. Tie seems so uncomfortable, Cody. Well, you wouldn't wear a tie during your performance. But I mean, no, you would. That would definitely someone would get hurt because the lederhosen is one thing. <laughs> Ties right. are flopping all over the place. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, yes, yeah, so it's like right before their final performance. Mm hmm. Yeah, and so they like, did the short program. You had yeah. all that. the The chemistry wasn't there because they're they're fighting so much, and you got this sexual you know, tension. Yes, yes. So that, that this they, is why they, everybody they... has sex in the Olympics. Yeah, probably. <laughs> they don't. They mess up. <laughs> probably. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, relieve it. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that the final routine was very good. I liked the costuming. I thought that Kate looked beautiful in her black dress. 
Um, the, the black and white shirt was just okay for me, but whatever you want, Doug, like you're the star, whatever you want. And he, right before, like, she's retiring at that point. Like, she's like, after this skate, I'm done. I'm retiring. And then he like kind of does like a big gesture of like right before them going on. He's like, I love you throughout this whole process. Sometime in here i fell in love with you and she was like um you're probably just saying this so that i can do the special routine that i refuse to do and he's like no i really mean it and then she like sobs and then they like go out and they're like we're gonna do the routine yeah she's like we're gonna do the pamchetto and he's like no we're not she's like yes we are no we're not yes we are and she always wins i think yeah and so well i mean yeah like she says they're gonna do it they're gonna do it and so then they do it and they like because they profess their love for one another well he's really the only one who said it but it's like obviously yeah she's like oh yeah no she says i love you too eventually yeah well yeah later so then obviously all the like heat comes out on the ice they're lucky that passion yeah and they do the pamchetto flawlessly okay so Panchenko, the panchenko the panchenko is i am going to take your ankle and spin you around by the ankle then i'm going to throw you up in the air <laughs> then you're going to like spin a bunch in the air and then i'm going to catch you and yeah. then we're going to like flip you like we're like doing a kiss like a fancy flip dip kiss yeah and then um then we put up our arms and that's the pancetto and then you dip and then you kiss at the end yeah so um <laughs> it is dangerous you're throwing you're flailing her around yeah. by the ankle the the physics of this just seem insane yeah, yeah. i mean not, you're, you're you're twirling her you're you know you're twirling her around by her okay her that ankles. I think makes sense you're throwing her way up in the air that She's does twisting. not make sense right <laughs> yeah. I don't understand how you can, like, I mean, you would have to, like, dip her down and throw her up by the ankle. Basically, yes, yes. Yeah, Um, it's wild. (laughs) But they nail it. And they're like, yeah, a few judges. Like, let's see you give us 5.2 now. Yeah, and uh, they don't seem to have been they don't seem to have been practicing practicing this recently because no, the, no. the the uh, the the I guess the journalist the the commentator asked them, "Hey, you got this secret move? Can you tell anything about it?" No, no, no. So like, no one has seen this, so they haven't been practicing yeah, it. No, and no. they just all of a sudden secret, go out and just absolutely move. nail it. Well, also, I tell you the the one thing I was like not a big fan of at the end is I was like, okay, so then she tells Doug she loves him, right? They kiss. It's very sweet. The movie just ends, and I was yes. like. Um, bitch, you're not gonna tell me they got gold. Like, it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter if they got gold because they got each other. No, this is trash. I wanted to know you. they won. Um. Okay. Also, before I tell you like the revelation that I found out through the internet. Um. Also, this move, how it was technically illegal, but it wasn't right. Like Cody, like because of yeah. a certain adjustment, it didn't. It's not illegal. I, I think so. They didn't really go into detail in that, but you know, she she says when they when they learn of the routine, she says that's illegal. We can't do that. And he would go legality, illegality. So it's like, eh, there's kind of a gray area. But they really didn't go into what that gray area is. They must have right. adjusted it or something. Yeah. Because so I remember from gymnastics, there's a bunch of moves that are illegal because they're deemed too dangerous. <gasps> do you remember? Did you ever see? Speaking of gymnastics, did you ever see the 2006 film Stick It? <laughs> 
No, it, no. it stars no. one of the girls from that show you mentioned earlier that you only has one season that you love. Oh, that's okay. why I brought it up because you should watch it. Um, oh, I'll watch Life it. as we know it. That was the show you brought up. Right. So Stick It is another one of this style of film where it's a comedy sports movie and it's all about this character who's a gym gymnast and she becomes very like um outside of the box and creative with her gymnastics which sometimes gets her into trouble because like mm. you were saying like there's there's rules and there's like you can't go outside mm. of the lines on a lot of the stuff right i will say that the 2009 tv show on ABC Family, make it or break it, really ruled the ruled the roost for mm. me back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so this is what I found out. There is a s multiple sequels to this movie, um, yes. none of which made it to the movie theaters. Um, <laughs> but straight to video. Straight to video. Uh, the sequel itself is with uh, Disney. DCOM star Christy Carlson Romano. Oh my goodness gracious. Yes. Love Christy Carlson Romano. Love she plays Kate and Doug's daughter. Um, who wow. and then in that movie, they reveal that Kate and Doug are gold medalists. Oh, so we do get, finally get the reveal. Okay. If you believe wow. this is canon. Now, uh, Cody, are you a fan of um, uh, the Cutting Edge 2 or 3 <laughs> or 4? Oh no, I did not see any of the sequels. I am only dedicated to the original. <laughs> like the OG. We're, the, right. we're, we're Cutting Edge truthers. Amazing. Only the original for now, us. I will, I, will, I will go along that if they... If they said that in, in in the sequels and it seems like it's canon, I'll go with that. I'm not going to be a you know a denier of any of that. I just yeah not interested in anything that did not go to the theater. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no. So this one, yeah, Cutting Edge, Going for the Gold, a 2006 movie. Cutting Edge, Chasing the Dream, not with Christy Carlson Romano. Um, that was in 2008, and then Cutting Edge, Fire and Ice. Um, I did not look into the plots, but wow. the the three and four were straight to TV ABC Family movies. While at least the Christy Carlson Romano movie got to go uh, to DVD. <laughs> Luckily enough, amazing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this movie is not one that needs a sequel. Like I feel like a lot of rom-coms are this way like the whole point of the story is that like oh they hate each other and then they fall in love and then they get together and so there mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily need to be a follow-up to that you know yeah. like let's just all live in the world where they live happily ever after you know yeah. kate and doug did uh was in the second movie but not played of course by not. the same actors because apparently they wouldn't do it without each other and the script and Aww. the money was so bad that they refused that's sweet yeah, love that. Is, isn't isn't that nice? Yeah. So, Sarah, um, what are your overall thoughts on this film, having seen it for the first time? Well, I just have like one more question. Um, mm -hmm. Why did Kate never just want to be a solo figure skater? Why, if she was having such problems Ooh, with finding the right partner, why did she never go solo, Cody? I I think she likes the drama. Uh, you know, if you're if, if you're if you're so if you're a solo if you're a solo skater, you have no one to blame but yourself. If you mess oh, that's up. true. But and she was the one partner, who messed up. 
That's right. We we, yeah. we skipped over that scene where they go through and he's like, you've been looking for a go-to guy. You should have been looking for a go-to girl. Ooh, uh, so got it, pissed. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, she just continued. She self-sabotaged herself because I guess, yeah. I guess the fact that if she, in her mind, if she tried 100% and still fucked up and did not get gold, then she is just not a good skater and she's not only disappointing her dad but she's disappointing like the memory of her mother is oh yeah yeah yeah. and herself so it is it is too much for her to actually give 100 and try to win the gold because it's easier for her to mess it up maybe on purpose um at least like subconsciously on purpose and then blame it on her partner as to why they don't win gold very interesting we get into a little bit of like psychology in here in the cutting edge yeah i liked it um loved this movie i i think that for like there's very is it's a rarity that we watch movies that we haven't seen before at least one of us just so mm-hmm. i thought that this was an extremely enjoyable movie i really liked the ride i would definitely 100 watch it again um multiple times i thought it was really really good uh i i i really enjoyed it Yeah, I would say for me, it was just good, not great. I think it's very hard for me to find sports movies that aren't. It's not sports, though, Jess. It's figure skating. It's, I mean, it's a sport. sport. (laughs) No, it's a sport, but it's not like a football movie. It's not like. There is a rom-com element, of course, but anytime that even if it has a, even it's a comedy or a rom-com or whatever, if there's an element of sports, it takes a lot for me to really, really, really enjoy it. Unless it's from like my childhood, like we're talking Sandlot, we're talking Little Giants, like different, right? But that being said, I did like this movie. I especially loved um, Moira in it. Moira Kelly, who plays Kate Mosley. I thought she was, like, very, very good in it. I thought she was, like, she pulled off the, like, snarky, but, like, you're still rooting for her, like, role very, very well. Um, So I really liked her. I mean, I thought, obviously, like, D.B. Sweeney was good, too. But I really enjoyed Moira the most. And, um, yeah, I could see myself picking this up, like, in a few years down the line. Like, if once I'm like, oh, I could revisit that. Like, this isn't one that I would add to, like, my, like, yearly repertoire, you know, rep- like, yearly movies. Like, it's not like a When Harry Met Sally kind of level, you know? Is this an every four years type movie? <laughs> yeah, this isn't like an Olympics movie every four yeah. years. I would watch this movie again next week. I like. Well, this movie I hope a you lot. do. And Good. I don't think I would like. I would. I don't consider this a sports movie. Like, There's a sport in it. It's. A I don't know. Movie. It feels different. Like maybe it's because like I really like figure skating. Or like or something like I didn't like I'm having a hard time thinking of this as a sports. Movie. Well, you know me like I don't even watch the Olympics. Like I hope I didn't offend people. I don't even watch the Olympics. So like this is a sports movie to me because there is a sport involved. Okay. Do you think Dirty Dancing is a sports movie? That's more of a drama a romance movie. I feel as though this is on the same level. They as dance, Dirty but it's dancing. not. They're not at the Olympics for dancing. I don't know, Cody. What are you, where do you Ball- weigh in here? So, so Dirty Dancing's what ballroom dancing? A lot of a lot of it. They're they're sneaking off to dance together. I'll sing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would consider it uh, a sports movie. This one has more of a sports element to it than Dirty Dancing would. I think they've they've yeah. taken a drama romantic movie and just added in the element of 
dancing. Yeah, this exactly. One, you, you, this one, it's like you said earlier, it's 50% kind of sports action. And then they've also got this right. comedy and romance aspect of it as well. Right. Yeah, and, and maybe this that's why it's only and, rated PG, which is actually kind of interesting. Maybe I guess yeah, they needed didn't. it to be PG thirteen. Maybe. Yeah, but, they didn't really have like language in it. There was really nothing. Yeah. To kind of push it to that thirteen uh, level. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, but that being said, I do love like the fashion. I think like I like I said, anything Moira wore, I was like pretty much in on. I loved her like workout outfits. I thought they were wonderful, and the leg warmers. Like, who doesn't love a leg warmer? <laughs> Come on now. And her, her her frilly jacket that she had. Yeah, I could do less of a frilly jacket, but you know, I love the sweaters the most. But but yeah, I overall I liked this movie. I thought it was a good movie. Okay, Sarah. It's not for me, it's not a great movie. I'm not gonna love everything we watch. That wouldn't mm-hmm. be fun if I loved everything. Well, I really good. liked it. Also, the sequel, um, which it was something that I was trying to figure out because the daughter is like a young adult in the sequel and i was like how does this timing work out apparently the sequel moved the timing um the timeline back by so instead of them competing in the 1982 olympics they competed in the 1984 olympics so that uh, christy carlson romano can play a 21 year old at the time of the sequel now that's i feel like reaching a little (laughs) That that's a little bit too much mm-hmm. effort. Like if you have to like you know change things up that much, then yeah, then is it even worth it? Yeah. Well, well, I'm glad you all enjoyed it because I was coming into this thinking you all would just totally bash this type of movie for some reason. Mm-mm. Well, Jessica's a harsh a harsh critic. <laughs> I don't like everything. I here's the thing. That's okay. That's I okay. am like very easygoing when it comes to television movies i am such a harsher critic because of the runtime of a movie i mean if it was I'm only an hour yeah. and 40 minutes i know yeah, how did you like I'm, the runtime yeah yeah i thought it was like a decent runtime like i didn't think it was like ridiculously too long like there are some movies where i'm like why are we watching this for two hours you know yeah i thought that there wasn't there wasn't a ton of moments where it had lulls i thought that the pacing was pretty good yeah yeah i wasn't bored at all yeah so there you go uh, what do you think of the music so we had some 90s type music as well. The music didn't particularly stand out to me. I got to be honest. Like there was the one song I'm trying to think of that. Um, well, I had Love Shack, which like, of course, yeah. I loved. I love Love Shack. <laughs> oh, and they had Sarah's favorite, Old Lang Sign or however you pronounce oh, it. That, that, that song makes she me so depressed. It. She hates it. Yeah. Um, what about you, Sarah? Did you notice the music? I really didn't notice all a lot. I of mean, it. like I like heard some echoing of some synthesizers, and I liked that. Uh, it was good. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think like I mean, this movie was more enjoyable than a lot of the movies that we've covered. I think. Okay. Who who is this? The um, somebody somebody. The cinema score gave this film an A minus on a scale from A to F. I well, think- there you go. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, that's that's really good. What's the Rotten Tomatoes on this movie? Fifty-seven percent. Yeah, I think the IMDb is like five point seven. Ah, yeah, average. Yeah. They say this is an average. Movie. Okay, well then that's about where I fall. Like, see, I think it's above right? average. I don't know. I don't know what to All say. Right. I liked it. I like figure skating. It makes okay. me happy. All right. Um. Thank you so much for coming on, Cody. Oh, it's I loved always it. 
always a pleasure to have you on four times now. Can you believe it? It's wild to me that has like, I mean, you've been around since like the early days of Boy Meets World with us. Well, like a very early supporter, which we appreciate on us, like so much so. Yeah, I, I enjoy coming on with you, with you ladies every time. Uh, it's it's so much fun. Uh, I can't wait to do it again. Yeah. So what do you have going on? Let the people know. So we're still on our uh, season three over on AGT time. We're still on our season three rewatch. We're kind of coming to an end of, of that. We're in our semifinals round. Uh, we've got two episodes of semifinals and the finals for our season three. Uh, we are going back and rewatching some uh, some acts that we thoroughly enjoy as well. Uh, and we're going to have a special guest on this oh week. Oh my gosh, and who is it? I, 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 it's this person, Jess Sterling. Jess oh my Sterling. God, I, I know her. She's amazing. Jess, did you Low know you were coming on? Podcaster. <laughs> yeah, I am coming on to discuss the regurgitator. Like of all the things, like no. this is something, yes, because if anybody listened to Sarah and my appearance on AGT Time, uh, how, when is it last year, Cody? Maybe it was, it was last season, season okay. 16. Yes, last yep. season. Um, I had mentioned that my dad had showed me, I mentioned that I was like coming on the podcast or something, and my dad had showed me a clip of this man who like regurgitated things, and it was the wildest thing I had seen. And so, then, of course, Cody reaches out, and he's like, We got to cover this. And I was like, Count me in, this guy is wild. <laughs> you can't pay me, you can't pay me to watch the regurgitator. <laughs> No, thank you. So yeah, I'm gonna be a guest. So definitely, of course, I will retweet and everything when that happens. But keep an eye out for that podcast because it's gonna be so much fun. Yeah. So if you want to check us out, we're over uh, on our website aztime.com. Uh, we're on Twitter aztimepod, uh, and then I'm also on Twitter at Cody L Patterson. So uh, I'm in the P- I'm in the PSR Discord. I'm not. I mean, I'm on there. Um, you know, yeah, we recruited you. you. We've you've, yeah. we've sucked you in. <laughs> you have, you have, and and I'm on there every now and then. So you know, if you want to reach reach out to me, amazing. And Sarah, what do we have going on? Plug everything we have. It's a lot. Of course, we have our weekly Boy Meets World and Dawson's Creek coverage. We're up to season five in Boy Meets World, and we're finishing up season three of Dawson's Creek. Um, for the month of February, we just came out with um kind of like the spinoff show of Dawson's Creek Young Americans uh, presented trash. by Coca-Cola. Um, <laughs> and if you want to hear us like bash a show, that's the thing to listen to. Yeah. Um, and then our second movie for the month of Rom-Com Feb um, is Strictly Ballroom with our friend Sarah Carradine. So uh, definitely tune into that. That should release a week after this podcast is released. In addition to that, um, and of course, you can find us all on Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram, www.shit90sPod.com. And then lastly, Jessica and I on the Post Show Recaps um, Network is covering the new HBO show, The Gilded Age, which is a uh, set in the 1880s and follows some uh, old money and new money rich folk in new york city and it's by the same creator as uh down abbey julian fellows so love covering that it's been a lot of fun um 
Jessica, what else are you up to? Yeah, so you can also find me every week over on Community Building with Josh Wiggler. We're watching through the show Community. And then coming up, um, it will already be out by the time this is released. Um, myself, Josh Wiggler, and Ariel are covering the new uh, Apple TV Plus show, The After Party, which is like a murder mystery comedy. It's very interesting. It plays around with different genres every episode. Um, so we're doing that in some type of of like a binge format in order to catch up because new episodes are released every Friday. So go check out all that content over at Post Show Recaps. Um, and uh, yeah, you can also find me at the Jess Sterling, Sarah at Sarah Ferguson, if you want to follow us separately on the Twitter. Um, we have so much content coming out, people. Just go follow us and you will get everything right there in front of your face. Um, and yeah, go subscribe to everything. Reads a lot. Send us in feedback. We love reading it. Um, Cody, thank you again for coming on. We always love having you on. It's always such a pleasure to be able to chat with you about anything. Thank, thank you for having me on. Uh, I, I, I really, I really, really enjoyed this. I've been wanting to talk about this movie. Um, I'm glad y'all enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been on the books for like months. Like this was like scheduled yeah. way ahead of time. You were like, hey, do you have anything for Olympics? And we're like, we don't do sports. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on again, Cody. And we will thank you all for listening. We will talk to you all next time. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Just ask. Shit 90 shows taught me.